Hi, everybody. It's Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. I hope you're doing very well. This is a response to some of the responses to my zeitgeist moving forward review, along with why I think it's really, really important to have this discussion. And I also really wanted to thank everybody who took the time to respond to my video and also thank Peter, uh, who uh, laid down some uh, pretty heavy uh, stuff in his response to some of my questions and criticisms. So thank you so much for that time. Unfortunately, and I did, uh, I read every single YouTube comment, read every email that was sent to me and looked at uh, Peter's uh, video. Uh, unfortunately, there were no responses to my core criticisms. Uh, it's a shame and people who aren't used to this kind of stuff, I can understand that it's easy to miss. But uh, some of my criticisms were that in the movie, it was kind of a one-sided academic uh, fest. Uh, there were no dissenting opinions. A way to respond to that is, you know, show me some dissenting opinions that I may have missed. This, uh, this wasn't done. Uh, I argued that central planning, uh, economically speaking, as opposed to um, uh, prices in a free market, not what we have now, but a real free market, central planning has never worked. And um, the way that you can respond to that is show me examples of successful central planning in the past. And when I say it doesn't work, I mean it descends into mass starvation and generally has to be abandoned. Uh, I said that there's an economic calculation problem, which is that the desires and preferences of billions of people uh, can't be calculated uh, and the answer of we have a supercomputer won't solve it if the problem can't be solved in other words if it's a 2 plus 2 equals 5 problem a faster computer won't help a faster computer won't help you find the reproducing sequences in pi a faster computer won't break out of an infinite loop so having a faster computer won't solve the problem uh, and of course the uh, everything held in common and no currency has been tried in very small environments and hasn't been successful where the, the computer calculation isn't necessary. So uh, I said that uh, this was a flavor of, uh, of Marxism and uh, Karl Marx wrote in the Communist Manifesto, the theory of communism may be summed up in one sentence, abolish all private property. A way to respond to that is to teach me how uh, the zeitgeist uh, approach respects private property. Uh, if it doesn't though, it's a fairly flavor of Marxism. Uh, it's not my personal opinion, these are just some facts. Uh, I also argued that forced currency, the current existing system of violent and predatory state counterfeiting of currency, is not the same as a voluntary medium of exchange. This was not addressed. Um, but really, and I, you know, I went through Peter. Uh, if you if you're watching this, and I hope you are, uh, I went through your response, and um, I mean, I agree with a lot of the points you make about the uh, hideous deprivations and exploitations of the existing system, and it's certainly my hope that we can reach common ground. But I went through with great interest, looking for. What I said was the absolute central purpose uh, and, and highest value of what it is that I was discussing, which is, and I'll reproduce it here. I said, look, if, if people want to not use money in a free society, that's perfectly acceptable. Nobody should aggress against them and force them to use money. If other people, such as me, do want to use money, um, then I expect the same civility in return. A commitment to the non-initiation of force is essential to a civilized society. Now, Peter spent, I guess, close to an hour or certainly almost 50 minutes responding to my PowerPoints, but uh, he didn't show these slides to his audience and he didn't address these arguments. That's pretty telling, in my opinion, and uh, I hope that it's not, and I hope that there can be a commitment to the non-aggression principle from people interested in this kind of uh, solution, but so far, it doesn't look good. So... Um, when I say it's the most important thing in my presentation and you skip over it, don't even address it, that's not good. 
Look, Peter is great. You are a fantastic communicator. I mean, I thoroughly admire your passion. I thoroughly admire your intelligence, your verbal skills. I mean, I think they're just fantastic. And um, the problem is that I view the resource-based economy, which is kind of redundant. All economies are resource-based. Uh, money just reflects resources. But a society without money of any kind, ruled by a small elite, with everything held in common, uh, is not a new idea. I don't think we can solve 21st century problems with uh, minus 5th century thinking. So if you go to Plato's Republic, you can see uh, this is the very uh, basis of Plato's Republic. Uh, this is not a new idea. I mean, it may seem new, and it, you can update it with supercomputers, but it's not a new idea. And uh, it has been tried. This common ownership and no money has been tried countless times throughout human history. Uh, I and my listeners who helped me out with finding some of this information, we've not found one example where it doesn't end in, in totalitarianism, starvation, depopulation of cities, uh, a war of all against all. It is uh, catastrophic and has cost uh, the deaths of uh, over 100 million people uh, throughout history, central planning. So it's serious stuff. I mean, when people talk about structuring the economy, what they're talking about is who gets food. The problem, of course, in Plato's Republic as well, is that if you give a small elite, and they will have to be a small elite, power to control the resources uh, for every human being in the world, it has been my experience, and not just my experience, I think the experience of history, that human beings can never be trusted with that kind of power. There's no solution to the problem of uh, oligarchical domination except for commitment to the non-aggression principle and a decentralization of power. So here are some examples. Uh, in Russia, uh, after the successful Bolshevik Revolution of 1917, until the early 20s when Lenin introduced what was called the NEP, or the New Economic Plan, there was no currency or private property in Russia, and mass economic collapse and starvation followed as a result. Uh, you can see this occurring in the Ukraine as well. There were mass starvations with the central planning of Russia. About 10 million people died in the 1930s uh, because of starvation. Uh, this is when they had Ukraine, which was called the breadbasket of Europe because of its extraordinarily fertile soil. So uh, central economic planning um, was a disaster. Uh, and uh, certainly in this particular period, uh, they had to reintroduce currency. And even Stalin, who was a committed Marxist and morally insane, of course, which I'm not attributing any of this to the zeitgeisters, but uh, even um, uh, an ideologue like Stalin never tried to reintroduce a moneyless society. Now, in the Spanish Civil War in the 1930s, anarcho-communists, and these are people who believe in the abolition of money, everything held in common, and no state, which is really the end ideal of Marxism, where the state withers away. In the 1930s, anarcho-communists took over large sections of Spain, and they abolished and burned all money, and they imposed the death penalty on anyone found using money of any kind. This is Historically, this is what happens when people get uh, control of a, a neighborhood who don't like money. Uh, and this is what I'm asking for, a commitment to the rejection of violence, which has not yet been received from the leaders of the movement. Uh, that's my my request. And the Khmer Rouge in Cambodia, of course, so they got rid of currency. They owned everything in common. There was a centrally planned economy, mass starvation and genocide, depopulation of cities. And I hope you understand, I'm not ascribing any negative or, or malevolent motives to anybody who's interested in solving the existing disasters of the current I mean, you can't even call it an economic system, uh, the current system of, of predation uh, by the powerful upon the weak. Um, I'm, not admit, uh, I'm not ascribing any negative motives. I'm simply pointing out that these are the inevitable results of even the most, uh, the best or most uh, well-intentioned approach, uh, which involves common ownership and central planning. 
so the utopian city of New Harmony, Indiana, was a very small group of people who got together and decided to hold everything in common and have a centrally planned economy, uh, and it devolved into starvation and death, and uh, everybody abandoned it. So, again, you can... Um, you can go through examples, and I post the uh, links in the um, in the box below and the description box. But if you can find examples of successful uh, non-ownership, uh, no, no property rights, no private property, and collective uh, or uh, common planning, central planning of the economy, please let me know. But and this, you know, I assume people don't know this, but centrally planned economies, along with the rejection of private property, are responsible for more deaths than any other political ideal or movement, including. Nazism, and here are some of the numbers. Uh, 65 million in the People's Republic of China, 20 million in the Soviet Union, these are conservative. Um, 2 million in Cambodia, 2 million in North Korea, 1.7 million in Africa, 1.5 million in Afghanistan, 1 million in the Communist States of Eastern Europe, 100, uh, 1 million in Vietnam, 150,000 in Latin America, this goes on and on. There is a significant death toll to, central planned, to centrally planned economies. No matter how well-intentioned people are, there is the calculation problem, the resource allocation problem. Without price, without private property, you simply can't allocate resources effectively. And uh, I provide a link to the actual, there's a great talk by Dr. Salerno uh, about this, which you can look at, which we'll go into this in more detail. But let's look at um, this approach uh, in context. It's it's not new. Uh, Anarcho-communism, uh, you can trace it all the way back to some of the um, higher realm thinking in the Platonic history of Western philosophy. But modern uh, anarcho-communism arises from the writings of Kropotkin and Bakunin, uh, but now it's aimed at a post-scarcity utopia. And uh, the anarcho-communists oppose the state because they believe that the state is the protector of private property. But the reality, of course, is that the state only exists through its attack upon private property, uh, through taxation and coercion and regulation. Uh, it is a, uh, an attacker upon private property, and a true uh, system of freedom rejects the initiation of force and respects private property. There is no state in a truly free society, but private property is accepted and respected. So here's an article from a great uh, Austrian economist, Murray Rothbard, from 1970. He writes, the anarcho-communist seeks to abolish money, prices, and employment, and proposes to conduct a modern economy purely by the automatic registry of needs in some central data bank. No one who has the slightest understanding of economics can trifle with this theory for a single second. Now, I'm not quoting this to prove anything. I mean, there's no proof in this. as merely statements. But simply to point out that uh, economists have been uh, talking about the impossibility of this theory. Uh, I guess this would be 40 years ago now, a little over 40 years ago. Uh, and he's talking about stuff that was put up in the past. So it may seem like a new idea. It's not a new idea. It's been thoroughly examined by this. You can read uh, Mises' critiques of socialism, which uh, are almost 100 years old, and have not been refuted by uh, socialist economists, to my knowledge. And if they have been, please let me know. But this is not new stuff. And uh, it's been tried before. It's a catastrophic failure wherever it's tried. So it's serious. I mean, we're talking about the lives of hundreds of millions or possibly billions of people either flourishing or ending. So it is very important that we get this stuff right. Uh, this is also a quote from Murray Rothbard. Again, this is not proof, but just to point out that these ideas have been critically examined before, and it's worth looking at the criticisms. Fifty years ago, Ludwig von Mises exposed the total inability of a planned, moneyless economy to operate above the most primitive level. For he showed 
that money prices are indispensable for the rational allocation of all of our scarce resources, labor, land, and capital goods, to the fields and the areas where they are the most desired by the consumers and where they could operate with greatest efficiency. The socialists conceded the correctness of Mises' challenge and set about in vain to find a way to have a rational market price system within the context of a socialist planned economy. This is an exact description of the central computer and fill out your needs uh, on your iPod approach of the um, resource-based economy. Look, I'm going to keep this short. Um, I wish that there was more to rebut in the rebuttal, but uh, my points weren't addressed, which is a shame. I hope, I hope that you will check out, uh, I've got uh, free uh, audiobooks and, and PDFs uh, about a truly rational stateless society, uh, which uh, is, is described in, I think, great detail and conforms to the non-aggression principle, which I think is the most fundamental aspect of any form of social change. You can find these at freedomainradio.com forward slash free. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed and appreciate the time and energy that uh, people interested in these solutions are putting into this discussion. Uh, I really, really, really appreciate that a lot of people's lives are entire piles of economic caca at the moment, that the system, uh, this predatory, disgusting, vile, aggressive, violent, indebted system is nearing the end of its collapse. We really need to learn from the lessons of history. We really need to focus on what has worked in the past and what has not worked on the past, to work from first principles like an acceptance of self-ownership and the effects of self-ownership called property rights and a thorough, true, deep, philosophical, virtuous commitment to the non-aggression principle. That is the way forward. That has not been tried before. Let's not go, not go back to what has always failed in the past and let's find new solutions based on rational principles in the present so that we can build a free, happy, prosperous and peaceful future. Thank you so much. <laughs>